0: This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Hello, yes, welcome to News Fighters for today, Tuesday, March 26, 2019. I'm your host, Dylan Bain. Welcome to this special episode where we cover the wash-up and all the thrills, spills and fish kills from the entertainment extravaganza that was the 2019 New South Wales state election night coverage. And of course, spoiler alert. Gladys Berejiklian has claimed victory as the state's first elected female premier, with the coalition winning a third. Term in government. Yes, Gladys beat Labor's Michael Daly, who the pundits all agreed didn't have a good week. It's been a horror last week of campaigning for Michael Daly. I mean, for Michael Daly, it was a horrendous last week. He we had this terrible week in the final week of the campaign. Yeah, the Daly's horror last week. has been one of the worst weeks ever seen in the history of political debate in this country, I'd say. On election day, Michael Daly fronted the media and tried to spout a positive message. This is the day that the people of New South Wales get to take their lives back after eight years of chaotic government that's taken them for granted. But of course, in retrospect, this might have been a more accurate message. This is the day that the people of New South Wales get to take their lives. Yep, much better. But he still had defenders noting he was very new to the leadership, among them Graham Richardson at Sky News and Hugh Remington at 10, who both pointed out... No one had a clue who he was back in November. No one had heard of him last November. Um, forget last November... Nobody even knew who he was on Election Day either. I mean, Jesus, people out there don't even know who the Prime Minister is right now. A high school student who served the Prime Minister at McDonald's says she didn't realise who her high-profile customer was until the next day. And speaking of food, instead of focusing on policy differences, the media spent all of Election Day only able to talk about one thing and one thing only. Michael Daly's lucky meat pie. Eating a lucky pie for breakfast at a local shop. He opted for his usual fortifying election breakfast a pie and strawberry milk. A pie and strawberry milk. I'm here having my uh, lucky pie. What pie are you having Mr Daly? Just a plain pie with a strawberry milk. Nice. For 30 years has had a lucky pie no sauce. Plain beef no sauce. How are you feeling? Confident? I feel terrific have my lucky pie. Hoping what he eats tonight is not humble pie and if you ask me it sounds like the labor leader has been hiding an addiction that pie has been a daily tradition since 1995 a daily tradition you're telling me he's had a pie every day since 1995 this man has a problem oh no wait daily tradition Michael Daly yep I see what you did there very good Channel 7 for me once Anyway, the media's hot meat fascination also extended over to Premier Gladys Berejiklian's Sausage Fest. The Premier making time for a democracy yeah, sausage. <laughs> no election without a sausage sizzle, that's for sure. <laughs> but her policies aren't to everyone's <laughs> taste. The traditional voters' sausage sizzle was the Premier having hers with barbecue sauce, as always careful to avoid a spill. Ladies, it's delicious. Later ordering a snag with a lot. <laughs> I like lots of barbecue sauce, actually. Hold the front page barbecue sauce no wonder she won the election Michael Daly, plain pie no sauce Gladys barbecue sauce say no more anyways on to election night itself and over at Channel 7 they made the disastrous mistake of sending two reporters named Chris to the different parties Uh, Chris reasons at the Liberal Party's headquarters in the city and our reporter Chris Mars at Labor's headquarters Chris let's go to you first which Chris which one are you talking about Anyway, with the election TV coverage kicking off at the ridiculously early time of 5pm, the only thing these reporters had to report on was that they were still setting up. Afternoon, Peter. Well, they're still setting up here at the Sofitel Wentworth. You can see behind me right now, completely empty as they're setting up. They are still setting up. But that's the scene here at the moment, still setting up. Inside, though, the number of media here outnumber the bar staff. Yes, riveting stuff. Fetch the Walkleys. Meanwhile, over at the ABC, it was time for me to engage in my classic election night tradition of having a drink every time Anthony Green's computer stuffs up. The Liberals on 30.7, the Nationals on 12.2, that doesn't make sense. I won't use that graph. I'm completely confused by these numbers because they weren't what I was expecting to see. Uh, No, 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 let's just move off those figures. I think you can go to your cross. If the swing, oh, uh, wouldn't you know, after all these rehearsals, let me go back to the start there. Nope. This is live television, folks. At Channel 7, their coverage featured controversial radio broadcaster Alan Jones. And didn't he have his finger on the pulse? When you go in to vote, or you go to buy a video, you have to produce an ID card to get the video. You go in to vote, you don't need an ID card. Now, surely that's ridiculous. Buy a video? What decade are you living in, Alan? And what the hell kinky-ass video shops are you going into that you need ID to buy videos for? And who in what shop is IDing Alan Jones? He looks like he's a thousand years old, for goodness sakes. I have so many questions. Anyways, after that, Alan went on to discuss the online vitriol that Gladys had encountered during the campaign. There have been shameful attacks on Gladys Berejiklian on social media, which had that occurred towards a woman in a left-wing party, all hell would have broken loose. Yes, and of course, Alan Jones made it very easy for us to imagine what those attacks on a left-wing female leader would sound like. Because he did it himself. Because there are people now saying your name is not Julia, but Julia. Well, broadcaster Alan Jones has delivered an apology of sorts to the Prime Minister after he said her father died of shame. Also headlining the Channel 7 Buffhead Fest was former Nationals leader Barnaby Joyce. And boy, didn't he seem thrilled to be there. Barnaby Joyce has joined us. Barnaby, thank you very much for being here. You're welcome. long way down from Tamworth, but it's worthwhile. And one of the big stories of the night was the Nationals losing seats to the Shooters, Fishers and farmers party and Barnaby was quick to claim this was actually the electorate getting more conservative in bar you've got a, a change of a seat but what you should see there is not a swing to the left it's a swing to the right wow i didn't realize Barnaby was a fan of the rocky horror show what you should see there is not a swing to the left it's just a swing to the right Anyway, Barnaby struggled to explain why the Nationals were losing seats. But these are people who vote national. Why are they not voting national tonight and why are they moving to the right? Uh, Because they've, you know, they've had a, they're sick of being pushed into being politically correct. Yep, nailed it. Perfect, Barnaby. It has nothing to do with the massive fish kill, water mismanagement, coal seam gas, your own extramarital affair. It's political correctness. And the ridiculousness continued as Barnaby seemed to think that the environment needing more water was actually a big city drinking lefty Greens party conspiracy. This idea that's in the cities that you need more water from the environment, the idea from the Greens that you need more water for the environment is the sort of idea that will mean you lose your seat. Yes, very controversial of Barnaby Joyce there to take a stand against water, especially considering it's a central role in all life on Earth. Yes, and of course, it also wouldn't be a television panel featuring Barnaby without a massive shouting match. you're prepared, not. if you're, you're prepared, Barnaby, you're prepared to go to, to, to Barnaby bar and say... Thank God there for the intervention of Kerry Chikorovsky or we would have ended up needing lockout laws for TV studios. <laughs> Things got so raucous they even had Barnaby move desks. It was a long night for all the pundits and hosts across the TV networks, especially at the ABC for Labor's Jodie Mackay, who can actually witness going through the five stages of grieving as she realised they'd lost the election. Starting the election, stage one, denial. This is a very bad night for the Labor Party. I wouldn't say it's a very bad night for the Labor Party. Stage two, anger. I don't think losing six seats is a victory for the Liberal National Coalition. Stage three, bargaining. Uh, Well, I guess we'll wait and see what the results are tomorrow with these seats that are still in doubt. Stage four, depression. Jodie, what's your sense of what's happening now? I don't know. I think I'm I'm... And stage five acceptance drawing from that labor has lost the election uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting Parliament and in his concession speech Michael Daly reflected by stating the bleedingly obvious sometimes we win them and sometimes we lose them okay thanks Forrest over at liberal HQ Gladys couldn't help but boast about the coalition's re-election to a historic third term and I'm very- proud that this evening, for the first time in nearly half a century, the people of New South Wales have seen fit to give us our third term in government. Unlike her predecessor, who was also in the room. I'm pleased to say former Premier Nick Griner is also with us today. (laughs) Yeah, Griner, what a two-term loser. Suck it. At the end of the night, Liberal Treasurer Dominic Perrottet reflected on why he thought they won. The Labour Party ran a campaign on a stadium. New South Wales is much bigger than a stadium. That is factually correct, yes, but... I'm sure there's some developers out there who are not averse to the idea of building you a stadium the size of New South Wales. I'm sure you know who to call. In summary, I'm sure everyone in New South Wales will look back on the 2019 election as... The day that the people of New South Wales get to take their lives... (laughs) We're going to be back next week for a special episode for the federal budget, so make sure you tune in for that. Don't forget, subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Follow us on Twitter, at NewsFightersPod. Also, look for us on YouTube, where you can watch the whole podcast with all the news clips in it. I'm Dylan Bain. Keep fighting, and bye for now. This is Newsfighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to.